Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to Text Talk. We are so glad that you have joined us and are listening in today. Edwin, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great, pal. Glad that you're here with us today. Andrew was just a pill yesterday, so... <laughs> That's what I heard. I'm glad that I could fulfill this spot today. Thank you very much. What is our reading, brother? We're in Acts chapter 21, and I'm going to be reading from verse 10 to verse 14. This is a little bit of repetition from yesterday, but hopefully we can learn some new things. While we were staying for many days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. And coming to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and hands and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, This is how the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there urged him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be imprisoned, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And, since he would not be persuaded, we ceased and said, Let the will of the Lord be done. So, Jackson, yesterday with Andrew, I don't know if you got to listen in yet on that one or not, but yesterday with Andrew, we talked about Paul's willingness, his willingness, his his readiness to suffer, to be imprisoned, and even to die. We talked about the role of apostles and how they were being led to death, and, and even how that ought to apply to us as Christians I want to move on from there, but before we do that, I do want to back up and pick up something that we didn't talk about yesterday, and I think it's going to be really important about where I want us to get today, and that is back in verse 4. We didn't read verse 4, but in verse 4, as Paul and his traveling troop were going from place to place, it says in in Acts 21 verse 4, and having sought out the disciples, we stayed there for seven days. And through the Spirit, they were telling Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. That, I will tell you, Jackson, has been a statement that has really thrown me off throughout the years as I've been trying to figure out. Because just reading on the surface, this sure sounds like the exact opposite of Paul. He is being told through the Spirit not to go somewhere, and he's deciding to go anyway. That sounds a little bit unlike Paul, doesn't it? It sure does. So... I, it, it, as I'm trying to understand what's going on here, I do think the part of the account that we're reading today that we read yesterday help, helps explain this. It is not that the Spirit has revealed to them that Paul is not supposed to go to Jerusalem. It's rather because of the Spirit's message they are asking him not to go to Jerusalem. Does the distinction there make sense to you? Yeah, I think so. So it's not the Holy Spirit has revealed to us, Paul, you aren't supposed to go to Jerusalem. It's the Holy Spirit has revealed to us really bad things are going to happen if you go to Jerusalem. Please don't go. So through the Spirit, that is through what the Spirit had revealed or because of what the Spirit had revealed, they are begging him, please don't go. They're not commanding him. They're not saying it's the Spirit's will that you stay away from Jerusalem. This is not like in earlier in Acts where he's told not to go into Asia. This is something completely different. He's saying, I hear it. I hear what the Spirit is saying is going to happen to me in Jerusalem, but I'm going to Jerusalem. And so finally, in this text that we're reading today, and this is where I wanted us to get and I want to ask you about, finally the people say, all right, okay, let the will of the Lord be done. 
when you hear their submission, maybe resignation, but this statement, let the will of the Lord be done, where does that take you in your mind? Forgive me for sounding maybe simple here, but I think my mind goes back to Jesus. Okay. Um, In what way? Tell me about it. Because when Jesus, when his time on earth was nearing its end and the end of his ministry was coming and he was facing execution, he prayed to God and, you know, he said, "If, if it wills you, let your will be done. And so I think what we learn from that is, number one, God has a will. Mm. Um, and it's up to you whether or not you're going to submit to it. Okay. Um, but Jesus was willing to submit to the will of the Lord, and that ultimately, like Paul, uh, meant the end of his life. So it fascinates me that you bring up Jesus on this one, and I don't think that is simple at all. I think it's actually very complex, and I think it's very deep, because what Paul is actually doing here is following in the footsteps of Jesus. Because as Jesus himself had said, where do all the prophets go to die? They go to Jerusalem. That's where he's, that's where he was going to go. He was surrendering to the will of the father, stepping resolutely toward Jerusalem, knowing that when he got there, he was going to be imprisoned and he was going to die. And now Paul is in that same boat. He is hearing every step of the way. If you get to Jerusalem, it's going to be really, really bad. I think Paul believed he was going to get to Jerusalem and not only be put in prison, but he was going to die. I think that's what he thought was going to happen. Now, that's not what happens. What happens is he does get imprisoned. He ends up being sent to Caesarea. Then he goes to Rome. And apparently, as we consider piecing together the, the, the letters and Acts, Acts is going to end with him in that Roman house arrest. It does seem, as we look at the letters and some of the historical tradition, that he probably got out of that imprisonment and then was arrested later probably after the roman fire as a part of that persecution and then was executed but i think on his way to jerusalem he thinks he is following in the footsteps of jesus he fully expects to get there to get arrested and to be executed right there in jerusalem and he says i am ready i am ready to follow in the footsteps of the lord jesus christ and so I don't think it's simple at all. I think what these people are doing is very specifically going back to Jesus. If it's the Lord's will, if it's the Lord's will, whatever you will. And, okay, before I, I, th- I feel like you're wanting to say something. Let me just comment on this. It is interesting that if Paul was very much expecting to go into Jerusalem and to actually be executed there in Jerusalem, to find out that the Lord's will was not to be executed in Jerusalem might have been a shocking and surprising thing for Paul that he had to rethink and submit to which might get us into Philippians, where at that point, as he's writing in that ro- under that Roman house arrest, he has to say, you know what? I actually think I'm going to get delivered from this, but it's going to mean serving you. It's going to mean a whole lot more work. It's going to mean a whole lot more preaching. It's going to mean a whole lot more trial And and uh, as, as I go through this apostleship. So very interesting. I, I feel like I was cutting you off a second ago. Is there something else you're wanting to add on this? All of that was well said and well put in I may have been eavesdropping a little bit yesterday and lingering around when you talked about the idea of apostles as the aroma of Christ. Mm. And I think this kind of goes back to that, first of all, that that apostles kind of carry that aroma of Christ. And like you talked about with him following in Jesus' footsteps here. And then you did mention that his death didn't come here, but, you know, we do know that it comes later, but not here. And so the second thing that I wanted to say kind of changing gears a little bit, but in the same boat, 
when we think of this idea of as the Lord wills or let the Lord's will be done, we don't typically say it like that today. I think we tend to say, Lord willing, I'll do this. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've heard that phrase a little bit here and there. Uh, Beloved professor at FC, Tommy Peeler, uh, every other sentence is Lord willing. We'll have a test on Monday. (laughs) And I always say, Lord willing, we will not have a test on Monday. (laughs) And so do you have any thoughts on that, on that passage? Or I mean, that phrase that we tend to say today? So my first question is, is, okay, so when the Lord wills, does he normally will that you have the test on Monday or does he normally will? No, no test. He wills that we have the test. You, you, oh, okay. He usually wills for the test. Okay. <laughs> Great question. And it brings to my mind, um, was it uh, James? James, who, who talks about, uh, uh, woe to you who say today and tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and conduct such and such business. What is that? Is that in James 4? James I 4. I think we it is. turn there and read it real quick if you Okay. Like. All right. So you had this one in mind. Yeah, go ahead. Flip over to James 4 because that's what it's making me think of. Yeah, James 4, verse 13 says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. It goes on to say, As it is, you boast... Uh, as um, let me pull it back up here. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is a sin. I had said woe to you. It actually says come now, you who say. So it's not it's not one of the woes, but it's that it's that idea of when I sit down and talk about all the plans I'm going to make. I'm going to make sure this happens this way. I'm going to make sure this happens that way. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. James reminds me. I I need to understand my submission to the will of God. I am not the one who establishes my way. I am not the one who establishes what's coming. God is. And we actually see that very much here with Paul. Uh, You know, in both directions, the people are saying, Paul, please don't go. Please don't go. Please don't go. And he's saying, I'm ready. I'm ready if that's what happens. And so they they submit to, okay, well, we're going to go and we're going to find out what the Lord wills. He's going to go into this town and he's going to conduct a certain amount of business and whatever the Lord wills is what's going to happen. And we're just going to surrender to that. Again, I, I go back to thinking that probably Paul thought, I am on my triumphant journey. I'm heading to Jerusalem. I am going to lay it all on the line. I'm going to win this crown of righteousness because I am ready to die. And then he gets there and finds out that the Lord's will is not that he die, but rather that he be able to testify before governors and kings, that he'd be able to testify to Caesar's household and to Roman guards, and then that he be released and be able to continue his work with churches and supporting them. Because that's that's the thing in Philippians that always gets me, is it sounds like he almost wishes he could go ahead and die, because of course for him, dying means going to be with the Lord. Staying means work, but it's work for the Lord. And what he says is, I am willing, I am willing, I am willing. And that's and, and the people say, whatever the Lord wills. All right, so I, I really appreciate you bringing up those two different directions on this. Let's, in the last minute or two here, Jackson, help me out with how do you think this applies to you and me, to everybody who's listening to us right now? I got to tell you, as we kind of shift gears into that, it's it doesn't resonate very well with me, I think, initially to hear this passage and see Paul's example here. It's hard. This is hard teaching, and it is a hard application to apply. Tell me more about that. I will tell you that I'm a planner. Mm. You know, 
I really like to plan ahead. I like to know exactly what I'm going to be doing every day from here on out uh, for the rest of my life if I could help it. Um, <laughs> but I cannot do that. And so I tend to stick with a week or two in advance and sometimes a few months down the road. But the truth of the matter is, is like James says in chapter four, we don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. And so that tells us that our agenda, our primary mission is to follow the Lord's will for us as disciples of Christ. So make your plans, but hold on loosely. Yeah, be flexible. All right. And I I want if, if my plan does not come to fruition, I'm going to be thankful for whatever God brings out of this. Absolutely. There's no reason to be bitter about that. That's tough. That makes me think in my head now, I'm going back to Ezekiel. Ezekiel, who was raised to be a priest, who would be raised so that at, uh, what, 20 or 30 years old, he's going to get to go work in the temple. He's going to have his time, um, you know, as they've gone through their rotations to be able to go to the temple. But by the time he's 20, he's actually been taken captive. He's been taken captive. He is thousands of miles away from the temple, from the throne room of God. He's by the river Kabar in the Babylonian provinces. So here he was raised to have a plan. Here's what I'm going to do. And, you know, they're laying it out. He's being told by his parents, this is what your job is going to be. You're going to be this priest. You're going to go do this. And here's how often you're going to do it. And here's the plans we're going to make. And lo and behold, it's time to start that He's not anywhere near the temple of God. He's not anywhere near the throne room. But then this amazing thing happens. The temple of God, the throne room of God actually comes to him. And so he and and it's not just the the shadow of the throne room of God. It's not the quote type of the throne room of God that the temple was. It is the literal throne of God that comes soaring down, flying down the living beings. This is just amazing thing that happens. And so there it is. That's Make your plans, but hold on to them loosely and then be amazed at what God does. Uh, sometimes it's going to be a River K-Bar experience. Sometimes it's not going to seem that profound, but it's still going to be God. And, and I need to be thankful because what I need most is God's grace. Hard place to be, but I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Make your plans. Hold on loosely. We'd love for you to let us know what you're learning from the scripture, what you're getting out of the text. Send us an email, please, at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. That's texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's wrap up with a prayer, Jackson. Our good Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your word, and it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Lord, as we look to this example of Paul here and his willingness to die for Christ, we pray that your will would be done in our lives, Lord, and that we would be molded and made into the servants that you would want us to be, and that in all that we do, that we are flexible with our schedules and with our agenda, Lord, and we keep your primary mission and goal as our primary mission and goal, Father. We pray that we would strive in all that we do to be Christ-like and to maintain a position of advocating for Jesus and the gospel. For this is our prayer in his name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.